Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everybody. My audio editing software crashed not once, not twice, not three times, but four times within the last two hours, and I am late for my dentist appointment, so I'm just crossing my fingers. Everything sounds okay. Forgive me if it doesn't. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown 39 and single, can someone help me out? He could be balding, bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball From gay, straight, black to white, tiny eyes with an underbite I just need sperm, sperm cast Okay, I think we're all good just looked over and molly's rubbing her armpit <laughs> putting on deodorant by hand yeah yeah oh i've never seen anything like that oh yeah it's a glass bottle you, you can use a spatula <laughs> oh my gosh it's like lip balm for your armpits wow and is that it's, an- a, it's a it's a delicious smell you want to smell it yeah i like it you might think it's too natural no, I think that smells good. Um, you could, they they have it in a bar too, but I didn't want to get a plastic bottle, and I thought this would save. I haven't really found a good all natural deodorant that works for me. It's called Schmitz, everybody. Calendula ylang ylang is the flavor. I like it. Because sometimes they make my armpits break out. Oh, really? Yeah, and my I get a rash or something. I got a rash when I was using crutches. I bet. Hey. 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 This is the season finale. That's so crazy. <laughs> so how many episodes? This is the 29th. Wow. I always end things on 29. That number is very significant for mm-hmm. you, right? Yeah. The 29th. Isn't there a holiday on the 29th of a month? You might be thinking of Christmas, which is the 25th of December. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That must be it. <laughs> no, but it's, it. really, it's nice to kind of subvert expectations. You know, people might think, oh, she'll go to 30. <laughs> Yeah. So this is the anticlimactic season finale of season one, The Search. Yes. Coming soon, we will have season two, The Insemination. Oh, it sounds like a horror film. Ew. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, millions of sperm are attacking one small egg. Wow. Wow. This week is my first week off crutches fully. And wow, a lot has been happening and I have just been on the go the whole time and I haven't had any time to prepare for this. <laughs> Not that I ever prepare for our, our things, but I thought for this one I would prepare a whole lesson on oogenesis, which is how an egg forms. Mm. But I didn't really do that, but I could talk about it a little bit. Should I just go for it? Yeah, I guess I should. So we're all told that we're born with all the eggs we're ever going to have, right? That's what I've been told. And in our minds, we think, oh, those eggs are getting older and sickly as we age. Or all the good eggs get used up earlier when we ovulate when we're younger. But what's actually happening, it's not that our eggs are getting older and yucky. We went over this in, in, I don't know, you probably didn't hear it. Chloe Quinn is a registered nurse I spoke with. And she talked to me about mitochondria and she made me realize that it's not really the egg quality that goes down, but it's the energy of the cell that is weakened and makes accidents happen when chromosomes are lining up and all that stuff. So it's the energy of the cells that make up the egg? So my, I can't remember how to describe mitochondria, but they're the powerhouse of the cell and they're in all of our cells and they can be improved by having antioxidants in your diet and taking CoQ10 and all these wonderful things. What's CoQ10? Okay, let me tell you. Molly's uh, holding a book right now that she's going to read Yeah. from. What I is that it. book? This is called It Starts With the Egg. And it's very, very interesting. Let me just see if I can get to the beginning of what CoQ10 is, though. 
Oh, coenzyme Q10, or CoQ10 for short, is a small molecule found in just about every cell in the body, including your eggs. Recent scientific research has revealed just how important this molecule is to preserving egg quality and fertility, along with many other benefits. Adding a CoQ10 supplement may have the potential to prevent or even reverse some of the decline in egg quality that comes with age. Wow. Wow. So what I'm finding out is that in oogenesis, you have stages of the ovum. Yes, oogenesis starts in utero. Between five and seven months, a female fetus will have about seven million immature eggs called oogonia. About a month before she's born, most of these oogonia will die, and the rest will begin meiosis one and become primary oocytes. At this stage, before the baby is even born, maturation of the primary oocytes will pause and these primary oocytes will stay arrested in this phase for over a decade until the girl begins menstruation. Or in my case, they'll wait 15 years until she's a junior in high school and she's very awkward and flat as a board. Each month for the next 30 to 45 years, a whole bunch of primary oocytes will start to grow and mature. The majority of these primary oocytes, these basically very immature little egg cells are just chilling out in the ovary waiting their turn. So this brings me to the point about fertility that I think is so fascinating and that I think we maybe have already talked about on the podcast I think in Chloe Quinn's episode she's the one that sort of made me realize it but it just didn't really hit me until recently these primary oocytes don't have anything inherently wrong with them they are just waiting there the part where the process gets fucked up or where the the part the part that might end up in a miscarriage or that might end up in not conceiving at all is the developmental stage when it's going from primary oocyte to the next stage, secondary oocyte, where the follicle around the egg, surrounding the egg, is growing. That part where the the nucleus of the egg and the nucleus of the sperm fuse together, these are the parts that can get screwed up. That's what I find interesting. It's just a lot. A lot happens where you need this energy in the from the mitochondria so many things can go wrong there and chromosomes are lining up and that's where So like if your mitochondria are lazy Lazy then and tired Lazy from age. and tired then your eggs might not go to the next stage Exactly When you're told that women have a finite amount of eggs they're talking about stage one opportunities Mm-hmm Okay, but we have like a million of those Well, no, by the time you get to our age, my age, 40 um, I think you're down to maybe... 25,000? Sorry, Molly, that's actually the count for 37-year-olds. The count for 40-year-olds is actually a lot lower than that. But you can't figure out that number right now because you have to go to the dentist. And your computer keeps crashing. And is that because they just kind of die off on their own? You lose 1,000 a month, I think. Jeez. Yeah. And wow. when you're okay. from 0 to 10 years old, you lose even more. And they just get reabsorbed into your body. And they, and they you lose them regardless of whether you're on birth control or you're pregnant, whether you ovulate or not. They just go, bye-bye. Wow. Yeah. But here's another thing that all of this has made me think about. So all of these stages can be interrupted by BPAs and phthalates, which are the chemicals that you're going to find in everything. Plastics. Any, plastics. Anything that has fragrance in the ingredients, they don't have to disclose the ingredients in fragrance. That's the law. I watched this documentary called Stink. It's a very upsetting. And they're just full of phthalates. So I went through my cabinets and just got rid of everything that says fragrance on it, unless it says no phthalates in it. Phthalate free. So what sorts of things were you tossing? Hairsprays, shampoos, even my my nature, all of my stuff is na- I only buy nature friendly type things, and I'm I feel lucky that I've done that for the last ten years because like all my you know cleaning products have always been seventh generation or whatever they're selling that's super expensive. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I rarely rarely clean with anything else. But I did use some Raid a couple a month or two ago because I could not stop these ants in the Airbnb. So I'm like, did I just kill all my eggs? 
I think it t- it's more cumulative, right? I think you're okay. Well, I don't know. If it's while you're pregnant or while you're trying to get pregnant, it's that three-month cycle. If you're putting those into your body during that time period, phthalates and BPA are endocrine disruptors, which means that they mimic estrogen. Your body stops producing the right amount of estrogen or something. It's very... That's well, all in these books, too. <laughs> I don't think you were supposed to ingest the raid if that's what you did. I did not wear a mask, and I was in a small, tiny bathroom. Man, that's crazy. And pesticides on food. All receipts are coded in a BPA, a thermal BPA coating. So do you say no receipts? Now I do. Yeah, I, I don't get receipts. I mean, I don't get receipts unless I have to claim an expense for my Airbnb. And there's usually something on there. Shelby Gale, who is the surrogate that I talked to, she told me to get this book. She's the one that got me onto all of this stuff. I don't know if it's crazy, but I just love the idea that there's things that can potentially improve your fertility at 40. And it's not that your eggs are all old and decrepit and your womb is all shriveled up. It might be that you you could improve your fertility by eating a better diet and taking these toxins out of your environment. I think that's really cool. I think that's cool too. And if your BPAs and phthalates can cause things like miscarriages, birth defects, or not even getting to the point of pregnancy because the phthalates have disrupted the whole process. So I think it's hopeful information. That's great. Now I'm not saying everybody has to go out and stop using these things, but if you're having fertility problems, I would say get this book and pay attention to it and give yourself three months. So is that what this book is all about? Is Toxins pretty much. It starts with the egg. I mean, the latest scientific research is changing the way we think about fertility. Egg quality is emerging as the single most important cause of age-related infertility. It's a concrete strategy that includes minimizing exposure to toxins such as BPA and phthalates, choosing the right vitamins and supplements to safeguard developing eggs, and harnessing nutritional advice shown to boost IVF success rates. This book offers practical solutions that will help you get pregnant faster and deliver a healthy baby. Why not? Why not? I mean, I don't know anyone who loves bpas so yeah might as well cut them out yeah and i got rid of all 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 the plastic tupperware hard plastics if you have them don't put them in the microwave and don't wash them in hot hot water because if you're degrading the quality of it that's when the bpas come down come down come out that's when the bpas that's when the bpas come out now you do see a lot of products these days that say bpa free on the label so but there's BPS or something like that, and it's basically the same shit. Oh, great! So, so I just would just stay ditch away the from plastic. Yeah, ditch the ditch the plastic. Glass, use glass Tupperware and vinyl. Get rid of the vinyl too. That's got phthalates in it. Vinyl, like shower curtains, vinyl shower curtains. Yeah, I haven't used those in years because of the earth. So what do you have? A paper one, cloth. <laughs> That's nicer anyway. Yeah, it's nicer. It's more expensive. That's why I'm broke. <laughs> broke but fertile. Well, we'll find out soon <laughs> enough. And that's the other thing I said in my last episode was that like this next season could be one month or it could be a year and we'll find out soon enough. Well, that's exciting for the listeners. <laughs> so what is your game plan? I don't know. You probably went over this already, but as far as timeline, do you have a, a date picked out? And how I do. are you going to, so when are you taking the boys to get their blood work done? Zach is supposed to get his um, results today, yesterday. He already got his blood drawn? Yeah. And so did Alex. Alex did a spit test. Um, now I will say that it does seem if you are getting those results in, it does seem like that could be a great 30th episode is to your end of season one could be you picking your donor, but I'm not going to pick one. I'm going to do both. (laughs) What? (laughs) I love this listeners. Amanda doesn't listen to the podcast, which is totally fine because she has a billion things to do and she's experiencing them in real time. But this is when I add all the extra stuff. Um, yeah, because they're on different coasts. So I'm just going to use whoever I'm in the vicinity of when I'm ovulating, wherever I am. Like Zach's here. I'm going to use his at the end of this month. And Alex is in New York. And I'm going to use his when I go at Tally's wedding. I'm doing Melissa's wedding and then Tally's wedding. (laughs) Okay, well, that's super exciting. So here's here's what's going to happen. I thought I would be ovulating on the day of Melissa's wedding. But I, I just got my period today, which means... That if I am 14 days away, then I'm going to be ovulating the day before Melissa's wedding, which is good news. Perfect. And I'm going to get Zach's stuff the day before, the day before and once in the the morning of. um, I'm going to try and get three rounds out of Zach. Okay. Is he up for that? (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) 
Okay, so you're going to get three rounds from Zach, and then the day before Melissa's wedding, you're going to be... No, I'm going to put them in when he gives them to me. Are you going to put them on ice? No, no, no. I'm going to do them right away. Oh. I'm going to see him three times before I go to the wedding. Because it's not, I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to ovulate. I see. So th- on three separate occasions, you're going to do the th- deed. Yeah. Yes. And I would like you to be there. I will be there, but can't. I don't mean in the room, but I think it would be fun if Zach and then Amanda and I came up with a plan for season two, episode one. This is so exciting. Um, are you at all nervous about actually like putting, putting it Zach's up there? Sperm like, are, in does me that is freak weird. you out? Yeah, I'm imagining holding Zach's sperm in my hand, and you know, Zach's a wonderful, handsome. I'm not disgusted at the idea of Zach. I love, no, I love Zach. No, of course, Zach is. Is there any world where you would rather do this the old-fashioned way with Zach? No, I can't. I can't. Oh, he has, he doesn't have a girlfriend. Yeah, but I can't have sex with him. That would complicate everything. People do that, though, right? <sighs> oh my god, I can't. I can't believe I'm keeping this in the episode. Look, girls talk about things. Okay, don't read into it. Zach, I'm so sorry. Don't worry. You have nothing to worry about. I want to get into some of these letters. Yeah. But did we, what was I talking about? I don't remember. Um, well, we were talking about just your timeline. Oh, the plan though. Yeah. So then, so that'll be like in two weeks from now. And then if it doesn't work the first time, then the next time I ovulate will be December 29th. And Alex is on the East Coast. He'll either be in New Jersey or Boston or New York or something. And I'll go to wherever he is. That's and then great. I'll come back here and I'll try it again with Zach. And then I'll, maybe I'll fly back east and try it again with Alex. You'll be bi-coastal. <laughs> yeah. And um, all right. So letters. Adam Hooper, the guy in Australia, he sent me an email because I had asked Chloe Quinn um, if saliva is bad for semen. And she didn't know. And I didn't know. And I looked uh-huh. it up and I couldn't find an answer. So here, you can, I'll make you read one yeah, of these. Yeah, I can read it. Okay, so this is from Adam Hooper. And I'd like to tell everyone that he starts his emails with a good day, mate. <laughs> and a smiley face. First, he addresses the saliva issue. Um, saliva tends to be more acidic than sperm, often under the neutral 7 pH level. And sperm off memory ideally falls in the 7.2 to 7.8 range. I think they swim better around the 7.6 mark. So when he was doing his research, it came down to the ones that had a similar pH levels to sperm that worked the best. In his research, he says that sperm-friendly lubricant were the most effective. The sperm were able to swim more freely and less resistance compared to being slowed down by pH levels that were too high or too low. So I guess the concept might be while not detrimental to count, the sperm may have to work harder to swim when mixed with saliva. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And this lady says, I haven't read her email yet, but let me see what she says about sperm because this is called... The subject line is sperm and saliva. Let's see. I was catching up on my episodes and wanted to insert some unsolicited input on lube. Lube is a frequent topic of conversation in my work life. Sperm are not huge fans of saliva, which can decrease their motility when we study them in the lab. Oh, it looks like canola oil, mineral oil, and hydroxyethylcellulose-based lubes like Preseed are cool for sperm. One caveat is that these studies were done in lab, in vitro, not inside the body, in vivo. Oh, I never knew what that was, what that meant, what in vitro meant. But to be on the safe side, I still recommend that people avoid using saliva, water-based lubes, and olive oil when they are trying to get pregnant. Now back to what Adam says. Yeah, so now Adam is addressing Dr. Chloe's uh, statement that you have six a six-day window to inseminate yourself surrounding ovulation. Yes, I think she was saying that ovulation is hard to determine and that's why you have a six-day window because it's not always on the 14th day. But uh, it may have come across like she was saying you have six days before you ovulate so tell us what adam says okay so adam says i want to see you pregnant first go here molly this is my domain no fertility expert in the world has more is more experienced than me here big claim (laughs) i know so when myself and my wife tried for our own two children we would go all out for up to four days and i got two babies result from that was pretty easy so when i first became an ai donor i went with the same philosophy and had dismal results Basically, he's saying you need to be, if you can, and Molly is lucky because she seems like she's able to track her fertility pretty accurately, you should try and, and maximize your donation. 
Right. Yes. With AI, it's all about timing. So he will do two donations a day, space them out one morning, one night, the next day, one morning, and then one afternoon. Ideally, 10 to 12 hours apart, always allowing a fresh batch to be there to pounce on that egg. <laughs> to pounce on that egg when it's making its journey down the fallopian tube. Yeah. Because it has 24 hours. It lives for 24 hours. So now if you notice, so each time his donations get smaller and smaller, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. So doing a donation three or four, even six days, crikey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically that makes sense. Do like a one and done situation. Well, two days, not one day. But he's saying saying if you're doing it over and over again over the period of six days, every time you do it, you're getting less and less. Right, right, right. In my case, he's saying I should do it the day before twice and the day of twice. Mm -hmm. And then he has an interesting story, right? Yeah. Um, One of your listeners all the way from Sweden who listens to your podcast heard me on episode 13, the strangers episode, and we've been in touch over the past few months. On the 23rd of November, a couple of weeks from now, she is flying to Perth, Australia for five weeks to allow the chance of two cycles if required for trying. I just wanted to let you know that she is a 39 year old lady and that you have inspired her to go down this path. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's this is truly amazing. I didn't finish this woman's email. Do you want to read it since you're so good at reading yeah so here's the rest of that email i was just reading about the sperm and the saliva this email is from stephanie well she did a residency in OBGYN, and she's doing her fellowship in fertility she's going to be a fertility doctor and she um yeah she's got some good advice um so this is more unsolicited advice on how um, to time your inseminations use an ovulation predictor kit the strips sound like they were working for you so no need to double up save your cash And you can also use the test the first thing in the morning if that's more convenient. Just ignore the instructions about the afternoon. Um, Knowing earlier in the day might help you coordinate better. Mm. And if you want to do just one during a cycle, the day after your positive OPK is probably your best bet. The day of the positive OPK is a close second. Um, I get it. So she's saying if you wanted to do just one insemination during your cycle... The day after your positive OPK is the best. Oh, okay. But second best is the day of your positive OPK. Ovulation occurs within one to two days after a positive surge. Um, So if you can coordinate doing two inseminations in the cycle, your highest yield days will be the day that you have a positive kit and the day after. So that's basically what um, the Aussie is saying too. Okay. There you go. That's perfect. And as a side note, I would definitely think about a fertility consultation if you don't conceive within three to six months. OPKs can have false positives. Yeah, I'll positives. definitely be doing that after three months. Yeah. At 40, if you hadn't conceived after six months of well-timed inseminations, you would meet the criteria for infertility. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be seeing somebody at three months, but I, I am still going to keep trying for the whole year or whatever, I guess. I'll figure that out. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> great. Cool. Um, and if you are infertile, right? does insurance cover? No. No, none Nothing. of this is covered. Mm-mm. Sorry, I should say that some companies have insurance that covers fertility treatments, but not most. And I have my own private insurance, so no, it doesn't. Not in general. By the way, everybody, it's never unsolicited advice. I want your advice at all times, unless it sucks. Um, this is somebody from high school. I remember your name, Ashley. I'm, I think you were a year above me. Okay, so actually your friend Ashley is writing in with some advice about being a mom. Great. So she has two children. She had them a little bit later at 36 and 39. So basically she says um, that she, unlike you, she never wanted to be, she never craved being pregnant or giving birth. And in fact, she never knew she wanted kids until she met her husband. Um, in any case, if you need them, you can have her cloth diapers. Yes, please. She has both G diapers and Alva baby ones with charcoal inserts that are awesome. Yeah, um, you have to scrape the poop off before you wash them. And if you have a high efficiency washer, you have to add water to the load to get them clean. Great. Um, also, don't use dryer sheets or OxyClean or they won't absorb pee. She's done with them in seven to ten months, um, so then you can I'll have be them. Good to go. She makes three little points. Um, first point: your range of emotions is all normal and good. Parenting is terrifying and full of worry, but 
know that you don't question everything. Somehow the parenting thing is partially innate. And with good parents like yours, you have models to emulate. You will yell at your kids and you'll apologize to them and you will lose your shit at points. But when they are crying inconsolably, you will also hold them until that crying stops. You will lose sleep a lot of it, but you will also take blissful naps. You will sit down one day and realize your 18 month old is playing independently and you can finish your tea and read the paper. It all happens because, well, evolution. Now, secondly, your identity, it will change somewhat as a mom, but not at all like you, Georgia and Amanda assume. Those Instagram moms want that change. If you don't want it, it doesn't have to happen. You will absolutely have to adjust to walking around in the world as a pregnant woman, then as a new mom, and finally as a mom with her kids, so no one knows about that other identity. It's weird the first time the latter thing happens, but you settle into it well. I am still a badass climate policy person who can command a room. I am still a good friend with a good sense of humor. I am still a wife and a lover. I am still a daughter and a sister. I am also a mama. We have space for all these identities. And yes, all of these identities get overwhelming as we age, but that's true whether or not you have kids. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. And third, pregnancy is indeed super interesting from a biological standpoint. You grow another human being and an entire organ, the placenta. (laughs) Yikes, that's an organ? (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. That's what I learned in Chloe's episode. Check the placenta out if you give birth. That brilliant mass of blood vessels and health nourished your baby for weeks. It's neat. Um, Episiotomies, what's that? Episiotomies, that's when they snip you. Yee! do happen even if you have a doula and you massage your perineum and you do everything naturally oh and shaving pre-birth is kind of tough because you can't see below your belly but more power to you if you can figure it out (laughs) is it supposed to help you to shave i was told i can't remember i was told that they don't shave you anymore why would it make a difference i think we talked about this because people are vain and they want their vaginas to look nice because it's going to be on display for everyone to see and it looks nicer without hair I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So um, if your baby has a big head, anything can happen. But women have been doing this for millennia and cuts and scars heal. My advice is if you if you labor is to imagine yoga moves or holding your core on a climbing wall when you are pushing. Think about pushing your core and sending the energy down. And a mantra that you can do it really helps. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. This is all great. So that's a great email. She's cool, huh? Yeah, super cool. Cool people. Yeah, thanks, Ashley. Well, and thank cool. you, everybody else that wrote yeah. to me. Oh, shit, dude. I'm sorry. There's one last thing. It's a shorter one, so I can read it. <laughs> In response to your call out for demographic info on your podcast this week, I thought I'd send you this quick message to say hi. I'm a 30-year-old, straight, single, cisgender guy living in London, UK. Do know how much? Do know how much this conforms with your... I can't do it. <laughs> Start with do know. Okay. Uh, Don't know know how much this conforms with who you imagine to be listening, but wanted you to know there are some of us out there and I love the podcast. I've been recommending it to everybody I know. I started listening after one of your friends recommended it on International Waters and was hooked in by the humor and fun you brought to the topic, but also by the amazing honesty and openness you showed in deciding to share so much about your personal life. I think this attitude towards vulnerability when addressing issues that still carry a certain social stigma will be inspiring for and resonate with people from all kinds of backgrounds. Backwa- <laughs> <laughs> um, it certainly made me start thinking less narrowly about my own options if I want to have kids. I looked into freezing sperm just to get a sense. Christ on a bike, it's expensive. (laughs) I also just find you to be a hugely inspiring person in the amount of agency you display in every aspect of your life, whether it's becoming a mother, working a bunch of jobs, maintaining friendships, and still finding time to tinder and bumble about. (laughs) I'm a musician trying to finish a PhD and am frequently confronted with a crushing, oh God, what am I doing? How am I ever going to keep afloat as an artist? Oh God, etc., etc. So hearing about you and how you're making your life work gives me a little dose of hope every week anyway this is supposed to be a quick email and i've just rambled on for like 10 minutes thanks for everything you're doing and good luck best jim now jim's email was significantly shorter than all the other ones so you're actually good what do you mean i'm good jim's good i'm saying oh because he was worried his email was too long but actually it was way shorter than everyone else's yeah you did a great job jim well that's good you didn't want to read that anyway because it would have felt like you were bragging and it already feels like i'm bragging i I had forgotten what that email was about when i handed it jim thank you so much i am so honored that i'm giving you hope for your artistic endeavors that's all thank you thank you thank you thank you 
Here's what I wrote on Instagram. I wrote, recording season finale with Amanda Funbuns at 4 p.m. Send me any unanswered questions or any topics you want us to dig into ASAP. And last, A-N-L-A-S-T writes, I have a question. How far are you willing to go to have a baby? If home insemination isn't successful, will you try IUI or IVF? And the answer is I will do all of the things IUI, definitely easy. I mean, it's it's expensive, but it's not that expensive. IVF is incredibly expensive, and I'm really, really hoping I don't have to go there. But if I do, I can just use my frozen eggs and not do the whole process of IVF. And there's this new thing called InvoCell, which I've spoken about on the podcast before, but I'll tell Amanda real quick. It's this thing where they, they, they harvest your eggs. Uh, then they make five or five to eight embryos and they put them all in this little capsule and they put that capsule inside you in your cervix because the environment in there is a lot like what it is up in there. Not in your cervix, you dum-dum, near your cervix in that like sexy fun area. And they let the embryos grow in there. Then they take them out rather than growing them in Petri dishes. Then they take them out and put in one or two at a time. Whoa. And it's less, it's about half the cost of IVF because of the lab costs. They don't have to use the lab as much. Cool. But your body does all this work. So that's cool. That's what Shelby Gale is doing. Wow. So I'm down for that. And if that doesn't work, then I'll adopt. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, you're going to have a baby. Yeah. Either way, I'm going to have a baby. But let's really hope that I don't have to spend all that money. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My friend Benda writes, how are the dudes feeling? Is it weird to them that they are going through this process and therefore mentally preparing themselves, but ultimately may not be the one you choose? Well, like I told Amanda, I think I kind of chose both of them. I think they're both feeling cool, but I guess I could check in with them right now. Here's Alex. Well, I got an, a, a question on Instagram and somebody said, how is a Alex and Zach feeling one. Do you know that there's two of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and you feel okay about that? I don't remember. Yeah, we should, there should be an episode where it's like battle of the sperm. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's great. Yeah, I think the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So I figured out when I'm going to be ovulating next, and that would be the end of November, early December, and I'll be out here, obviously. So I'm going to try that with Zach. That's great. And then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then I'll be ovulating again in like late, late December. Yeah, so technically I would be the sloppy seconds. I yeah. think that's the term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that'd be great. That's great. <laughs> I'm doing that my whole life. So <laughs> Here's my big question. Where will you be? You don't know yet? Like 29th when? or 30th of December? I should be on the East Coast. But you don't know if you're going to be in like New Jersey or... I will either be in Boston, New York, or New Jersey, probably. Yeah. Okay. I probably will just go and get a hotel room near wherever you are. Well, I could, I could even leave my sperm. Like, I could leave. Like, I could hire somebody off a of Craigslist. I could leave my <laughs> sperm with them, and they could deliver it to you. So that we never have to see each other. Or we can do like a handoff. <laughs> like, I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. The it's best if you do more than one. <laughs> ejaculate yeah so okay yeah yeah so i mean i would like to get at least two samples that's it no that would be at least but if okay. you could do four in the in two days that would be great <laughs> okay great if that's possible for you yeah it would be a marathon but, it, yeah, <laughs> but i've been training my whole life for this so you could do it wherever you want at, like you could do it at wherever you're staying and then bring it sure. to me at the hotel or you could do it in the hotel room and I'll go for a walk with my friend or something. And oh, then... it has to be like, it has to be that night? It has to be uh, like a half hour. thought you could do it and then put it in like a fridge or something. No, that's why it's like, I'm going to be 
hanging around for two days, but I won't be hanging with, I'll uh, hang out doing my own thing or I'll okay, go okay. and come back, whatever. Interesting. Okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. I have to be in your vicinity. Uh, I just hope that I wouldn't be infringing on like, let's say you're at your parents' house. Like yeah. you're going to have to go do this. But yeah. Hey, come on in. We're having, yeah, have some tea. I'll be right back. I'll, I'll need to show, show that one out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. so when so wait so what's the actual date probably like 29 30 or 31st okay great well let's shoot for the 29th then well it's my it's when i ovulate <laughs> oh, 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 oh oh okay so it's kind of like i just have to be on call but you don't i'll just go to i'll find you wherever you are so 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 those three days you're sure it's going to be one of those three days though I'm guessing, but uh, but I can let you know in the next two weeks because oh. I don't know how regular my ovulation is. I discovered that it was exactly on time last month on my 14th day of my cycle. Okay. But I don't know if it will be exactly 14 days next this month and next month. But I, if... And you're saying once it starts, you have 24 hours. I'm saying that I will know when I'm high fertility, the two days leading up to ovulation... Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, so I wouldn't have to be like, oh my God, it's time, and then go okay. run and find you. I'll know where you, I'll know that it's like okay. almost time. Perfect. Oh, Two that's days great. before. Yeah. Okay, great. That's that's great. But I really don't want to screw up any of your plans or your holidays sure, or anything sure. weird. No. So I'll oh, no, do whatever yeah, I can to make it most oh, convenient it, for you. It'll be a holiday to remember. Are you going to tell anyone or are you, are you going to be ashamed of it? No, of course. I'm going to tell everybody. Okay. I'm like, hey, guys. Then I apologized to Alex for forgetting to send him all the tips on fertility, but he seems to be good on all of them, except for one. Are you talking about uh, baths in general, or does it, ha does it have to be a hot tub? Like, you know, like a, like a hot tub. I'm guessing baths aren't great either, but it's too late. Okay. No, no, but sure. I, I'll hold I off for I should have told you sooner. Yeah, but I mean, but, but we have time, right? Because... Like for, so, if I stopped, to, if I didn't take any hot baths from now till it's a three month cycle for my sperm. Yeah, for all sperm. Yeah. So I really wish you would have told me I'm this. Sorry, uh, it doesn't earlier, matter. Because because uh, I I have taken a few hot baths and I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's not as hot. They're not as hot as jacuzzis. I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeah. It's okay. I'll be back to New York. <laughs> I'll come back you two know, months later. No biggie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I put Epsom salt in there too. Maybe that's probably doing something to him. This God, poor guy. I need to do that. My back hurts today. But is that bad for your uh, egg? No, uh, just you because your balls need to, I mean, sperm needs to stay cool. That's so weird. Because that's why they're outside your body. Whoever's behind that design. But I think most mammals have their balls on the outside, right? No, but why? You know what I mean? Like why? I'll find out. Okay. <laughs> well, I just want to know why did why did why were they invented like that? You know, like why were they why were why did they evolve like that? Let's go hang in the outside the body because they need to be cooler than the temperature inside the body in order to make sperm. If a man's testicles get cold, they are automatically pulled closer to the body. <laughs> That's why to keep them warm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I did a little bit more reading, and here's what I found out: sperm production happens best at 95 to 97 degrees. But there's also this other thing. It's called sperm activation. And apparently, when sperm is entered into a warm environment like a vagina, it makes the sperm go wild and gives them that extra boost to get them into the cervix and search out that egg and penetrate it. That's pretty crazy. Never heard of that before. That's why when the male is aroused, the balls will get tighter as well bringing them closer up to the body, warming them up a little bit for the, you know, shootout into the veg. So, wow. The muscle, okay, there's this muscle called the cremasteric muscle. This muscle serves to retract the testicles so that they are drawn up closer to the body when it gets too cold and also to relax them when it gets too hot. This up and down action happens on a moment to moment basis. Thus, male bodies continually optimize the gonadal climate for spermatogenesis and sperm storage. Descended scrotal testicles evolved to both capitalize on this copulation insemination contingent temperature enhancement and function to prevent premature activation of sperm by keeping testicular temperatures below the critical value set by body temperatures. Wow. 
I love the male body. And, uh, and yeah, and then let me know what's up with Zach. Tell Zach I said hey. And uh, I wish him all the best. And I wish him all the <laughs> I got to do an episode good, good where you two are having a conversation on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can ask each other questions. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, so what's your more I'll save that for season two, everybody. In the meantime, here's Zach. You were aiming for the end of this month, right? I mean, that's when my I will be ovulating at the end of this month. So next Thursday and Friday, probably. Okay. Now I've been told it's best to do, if you can, twice, two days, twice a day. <laughs> okay. So... You don't have to do that much. Whatever no, you can I'm, do. I'm down to do whatever. So, and do they need to be, like, far apart? Like 12 hours apart? They need to? Okay. So, like, a morning and an evening? Uh-huh. All right. And I can, you know, the first one, maybe you come to me, but, like, the other ones I could... Just go to you and then grab it and go. <laughs> and of course it'll work because the universe wants it to. But, yeah. But, but. Oh, and then if it doesn't work, then I will be in New York on my next ovulation, which will be December 28th or 29th. And um, Alex is on that side of town. I mean, <laughs> the country. And he's down. And then I'll be back here the month after that. You know. I hope it doesn't take a year. <laughs> and then I can be, I mean, I'll fly back and forth, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I like visiting my family. And I, who knows, maybe Alex will be out here too. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I mean, would you want to know, like, you would never do, like, him and I in, like, the same day or Honestly, back Honestly, I don't care. Yeah. But I feel like that's not respectful to you guys. But no, I mean, he, he doesn't care either. No, I mean, I, I you know, I want you to be happy and, and to, you know, for the process to go the best for you. I hate making you, decisions. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, but you've made the big ones. Or at least, you know, some combination of life and you has made all of these decisions. Now we're, we're moving forward. We're in the, one of the final stages, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, if that doesn't upset either of you, but then, I, like, later on, you'd probably want some sort of DNA test. So. Oh, yeah. And and now, and forgive my ignorance, but, like, how how soon after you do the insemination would you know if it worked or not? Two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And so, yeah, the rate of miscarriage is one in four, too. And then it's, I think, higher for first-time pregnancy. So, you know, I'm realistic about everything. And yeah. also the chances of me getting pregnant naturally at my age is is not a lot. I mean, over the course of a year, I think I told you this, it's 50 to 64%, or maybe I didn't tell you. I don't remember what I tell anyone anymore. Well, and I, I listen to all your podcasts. So yeah. I, I hear a lot of these numbers on there too. Yeah. yeah. So if I basically, it's if I, I'll know if I get my period that I'm not pregnant, but um, but. If I or then I if I don't get my period and then I'll do a, a pregnancy test and find out that way and then yeah that's ask basically it. It's funny you know I um, last weekend not not yesterday but the weekend before I met up with a bunch of college friends in San Diego like a lot of them like flew in from like Chicago and DC and all over the place and uh, and you know just catching up with a bunch of people and. And I mentioned this to them, uh-huh. and it was a fun topic of conversation. Everybody <laughs> became obsessed with me potentially being a sperm donor <laughs> and a and a donor daddy, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah. I did actually. Amanda and I are answering questions on the podcast this week, and um, one of the questions from Instagram was, "How are the guys feeling? So, how are you feeling about all this?" I think it's exciting. Cool. I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm I'm excited for it. You know, I I think we had talked after the the sperm test, kind of like that initial kind of failure, and then correcting like. You know, I think there's a, there's a tiny part of me, and again, mostly I want you to be happy and for this to work out great for you. There's a tiny part of me that's like, I want my guys to work. You know? <laughs> and I know there's so many, there's tons of factors and everything yeah. else, and it's not. I won't, I won't be personally offended in any way if, if it doesn't shake out that way, but 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are so many factors. One is that I didn't start taking my prenatal vitamins until 45 days ago or so. And I should have been taking them three months before trying. Mm. And I didn't know that. Did you tell your mom? Yeah. How does she feel? She's, I mean, I have the most supportive kind mom in the world. And so like, she's like, oh, that's interesting. And of course now she's a subscriber and a, a listener of your podcast, but. Um, Is she upset like, with all the cursing? No, 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 no. Come on. She's lived with me. <laughs> she knows what's up. Uh, but like, you know, she kind of jokes. So like, I, I, I only have one sibling. I have a sister who's a year younger than me and she just got married in May or April and so like and she's I a optometrist yes yeah very smart lady and she i joked with my mom that like you know i'm single and my sister's married but i might like <laughs> produce grandchildren for you and she's like and my mom brought up the very salient point of like do i get to count this as a grandchild and i was like well that's a good question because like in some respects yes you're your son reproduced so in the very like biological sense but in the other respect like yeah this isn't a kid that's going to be spending holidays with you you know or like refer to you as grandma probably so like i guess in that way no i mean she could meet him or her or her right of yeah. course of course and can of swing course. by and see the little kid yeah so yeah that, that, that must be so, hard for her yeah Maybe. but i mean she's not resigned to this is her only shot right 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 right. <laughs> maybe she's hoping that if this works out and i see this i'm like oh man i need some of these for my own you know? yeah 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 maybe maybe yeah, yeah. um how are you feeling i feel a little anxious but i think it's because i've got some dental work happening right now and it's mm. like my face hurts i had a crown or a temporary crown put in last week and it's been bothering me all week so i went in there today and they're like, oh, yeah, this is messed up. We've got to put a, put the, re the real crown on. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. But while I was there, I was like, this tooth also hurts. And they're like, oh, yeah, we should give you a root canal on that. So I'm going to do all this before I get. Before I try to get pregnant. Because if I have to have dental work while I'm pregnant, it's going to suck. And I'm anxious about a couple other things too. I had some guests in my Airbnb last week who were evacuated from Topanga because of the fires and that brought up some emotions for me because, and I don't even know if I've ever told all of you this before, but when I was 13 years old, my house burned down and my brother and my parents and I, we all had to live in the backyard in trailers for six months. The whole thing was very traumatic and um, I have a fear of fire. But anyway, these Airbnb guests, they brought with them their two beloved old senior dogs. And so just the combination of the fires and remembering Benny, it just got me emotional. I was also emotional because of the Dan episode. Turns out talking with your ex-boyfriend of many, many years brings up a lot of feelings and emotions. And I started feeling very sad last week and, um, you know, thinking about all those years of struggle we spent together. And what a bummer it is that it didn't work. Because I love him. I do love him. And then the other stuff that's stressing me out is all good stuff. Positive stuff. Ever since I've been off the crutches, I've had a bunch of photography sessions and a couple auditions. And everything's been really good and positive. So, anyway. Anxiety. Big deal. It's not a panic attack. Now let's move on to another Instagram question from my friend, Benda. Will we hear about their blood test results in the finale? Well, you're not going to hear about Alex's because he hasn't gotten his results back. But here's Zach. I, I was just reading the results. Like, uh, I looked at it online and everything came back negative, which is good. Yeah. That's what you want and what I want. And uh, But it's all these, you know, weird, like, gene names. H4, N10, and all this kind of stuff. You but don't yeah. have any, you don't have any, um, what are they called, uh, mutations? No. Wow. So everything was listed as like out of range or uh, whatever. Did you so, only test for the things that I asked for or did you test for a whole slew of things? I just, the ones that you sent me were the only ones I handed them. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, so those are, I think were the only ones they tested me for. But the big ones like cystic fibrosis and there was something like glycose storage disorder or something like that. I, I don't know. That might've been one of the weird acronym things that, that you sent me, but um, negative for that. Everything looked good. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what does that mean? That means I'm going to try. Okay. I've been taking the vitamins every night. Okay. Boom. And then I called my mom because she said I had to call her as soon as I heard from Zach. Shut the fuck up. Oh. <laughs> We're watching Bill Maher. What do you want? I just wanted to tell you that Zach is good to go. Yes. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay, baby. Let's make some babies. <laughs> okay. All right, mommy. Love you. Love you. <laughs> do I ever get to meet Zach? Sure. Good. Actually, I was just asking him about his mom and how she feels yeah. about it. She's going to be my new best friend. <laughs> We'll have an episode where you guys chat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If Zach will allow that. All right, I go. Okay, I'm going. Okay, bye. Here's another question from Instagram Benda. What's the update on the job front? You mentioned submitting your resume to a friend. I did give my resume to a friend and she was going to show it to some other people and I never heard anything, but other good things are happening. So nothing on the um, solid job front, but... I do have some positive plates spinning. I have a feeling, yes. and I'm not psychic. <laughs> You're not? I might be. <laughs> um, that once you start really diving headfirst into all of this, yeah. you're going to get a, a lot of work is going to come in. Well, you just did you just jinx it? No. There's no jinxing. <laughs> I know. I just feel like once you start trying to inseminate yourself, like something's going to happen. Yeah. I want some things to happen. Yeah. I'm having a lot of good experiences right now. Not, not, nothing, you know, there's just a lot. A lot of pots boiling, yeah. plates spinning, balls in the air. What uh -huh. else? Seeds planted. Yes. And babies growing. Yeah. I just have a feeling money is coming your way. Oh, gosh. That's nice. I, I do. like that. I'm scared that you're jinxing it, but I do like it. I'm not jinxing it. Good. I. I I can't, I'm not able to jinx things. If we're not able to jinx things, then here's something I want to say. Oh, this is a game I play sometimes. It's called, it's not like you don't let your mind really go there and say like, I want this to happen. You play the game. It's called, wouldn't it be cool if? Okay. Cause I'm scared about letting my mind go there, but I really say, wouldn't it be cool if, cause it's casual. Okay. Well, wouldn't it be cool if I got pregnant on my first shot? It would be cool. I really want that to happen. Yeah, it would be so awesome. But it's the rate of, I, I went through this last week on the podcast, but the rate of miscarriage is one in four and and first-time pregnancies, it's higher for first-time pregnancies. So, you know, there are a lot of, and also we don't know what my fertility is. So there's just a lot of things. Yeah, but wouldn't it be cool? Oh, it would be really would cool. Be so cool. I really want it. I yeah. really, I almost started crying in a meeting yesterday in a happy way because I was telling this woman how excited I am. I'm finally going to be a mom. I've wanted to be a mom my whole life. We almost got on the cry meter just now. Aww. We were at an eight, maybe a seven. She's blinking. She's pulling it together. But I really want to be a mom. Um, last question from Benda. How did the date with the neighbor go? Are you going to fill us in? <laughs> Does he listen? Uh, he might. Oh, uh, we did not. We did not have a love connection, everybody, and that's okay. Totally okay. We had a great time. We he took me to this really delicious place, um, del this restaurant in Highland Park called Hippo, and we had some delicious, delicious food. Then we had a drink at a bar next door, and that's it. And he dropped me off. <laughs> well, at least he got a dinner out of it and a new friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. We don't have a love connection. Sweetie pie, though. Real sweetie pie. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it for Benda's questions. I did get some other emails and Instagram questions after this episode had already happened, and I'd read them now, but I'm out of time, and my computer just crashed twice, and I need to go back to the dentist. And it's correction. It just crashed for a third time. And there's also a weed whacker outside, as there is every Tuesday afternoon at this hour, which is why I try to finish before this time. Correction, it crashed again for a fourth time, and I now have less than an hour to get to the dentist, and it takes that long. Oh, God, I gotta go. Any final thoughts about this whole podcast experience so far? Oh, I've had, I've learned so much, and I, I can't believe that it's been, you know, seven months. 
And I've been through a lot of emotions in that time. And I think that, you know, the whole panic attack thing is definitely because of these, you know, unearthed emotions and feelings, but also it's a huge transitional time in my life with my dog passing and representing that 15 years of my life and that period of my life ending, the period of full of bad relationships and, you know, love and struggle and dreaming about having a career and a, a family and all this wonderful stuff and just closing the door on all of that and accepting that this is my future and that I can have what I have always wanted and um no 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 it's like almost but then I thought about crying and then it went away (laughs) that's the trick that's what you can never do it in a scene I know it's so hard (laughs) yeah um how about those people that can cry on cue though huh psychopath I mean I don't know how they do it I'll be crying and then I'll look in the mirror because I'm like yeah, keep going, keep crying, and then it stops immediately. I know. There's How do you harness that feeling? You tell yourself, don't cry. Whatever you do, don't cry. Yeah, that's what it is. But honestly, I think a lot of those people are using emotional substitution, which is kind of a cheat. No, I try that too. I try that too. I mean, I can cry. It just takes a lot of work. I can't just start crying right now. No, me either. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I yeah, I've just I've learned so much and um been driven so much by my listeners as well and these inspiring emails they send me and making me feel like I'm making a difference to them and um I hope I can keep doing that and I there's so much more to learn with the whole insemination thing and more people to talk to more stories to hear so I'm looking forward to that and um taking a couple weeks off will be interesting not having to do this for two or three weeks Mm -hmm. that'd be nice have you learned anything Amanda I've learned everything I know about (laughs) fertility from this so yeah um it's been interesting being a part of it and I'm just like it's been so up and down because there was you started out so gung-ho and then there was a whole mm -hmm. gung-ho yeah gung-ho what'd you say yeah gung g-u-n-g yeah what did you say gung-ho that's what you said gung-ho I thought I've always thought it was gun ho, but I must have known deep down it wasn't right. <laughs> yeah, you knew I it was wrong. Gun. <laughs> I guess I never really said it. Um, but yeah, and then you had the whole period in the middle where you were really uncertain, and I honestly didn't know right what was going to happen. But I'm so thrilled that yeah. you're back on your track, and you know it's really what you want. And yeah. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, I did have some anxiety yesterday, but I think that's just because I had such a crazy day. Yeah, and it's it's scary. And I feel like even if you had mm. a, a husband and you were trying together, you'd feel scared, like, you know, yeah. hot and cold about it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, just day by day. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Can you hear us smiling? Wouldn't it be? Ne- yeah, we're both smiling. I guess we'll call it a season. Yeah, let's call it a season. Let's pop the champagne. Oops. <laughs> that was two bottles of champagne. Just kidding. We're not drinking. <laughs> okay. I guess we're goodbying. I feel like you're going to pass out. You look really blurry. You are it's too. the lighting. There's some lighting in here. There's an, yeah. I feel <laughs> let's light. Let's go to bed. I think I'm really hungry, actually. Oh, you might be really hungry. Yeah. I might be really hungry. I got to go. Okay. Goodbye. Love you, everyone. Goodbye. I don't know what to do. I have so many people I want to thank and so much more I want to say, but I just don't have time. But thank you to my new Patreon subscribers and thank you to Chloe Quinn for, um, you know, Chloe Quinn, the nurse practitioner who helped me out. And don't forget, you can go and you can take her course at uh, www.thepregnancyprep.com. And if you put in Spermcast at at checkout, then you get you know okay oh you get 20 percent off it's pretty great okay oh gosh i got some free vitamins from ritual this week i'll talk about that next season ritual you guys that's a really cool prenatal brand oh my god i'm so excited about them okay um what else did i want to say uh god if i missed your email or any questions i'm so sorry i'll get back to them somehow some some way um oh okay now Tell all of your friends this is the time for them to catch up on season one so that they can join us for season two. So tell them right now to go and listen to the rest of the season. Okay? Do that. That's your job. And if you have any extra time and you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. That review, I love those reviews. Oh, my goodness. Somebody wrote me the most wonderful review this week. It broke my heart. 
Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I gotta go. I gotta go. Um, email me at spermcast at gmail.com. Call me at 323-741-1818. Find me on the internet at spermcast. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, and, and thank you to Amanda Lund, my wonderful fucking so funny, um, producer, sound engineer, person, co-host, boss, lady. All right. I gotta go. I gotta go to the dentist. I love you. I love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Goodbye. Woo! Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single. Can someone help me out? He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay to straight, black to white. Tiny eyes with an underbite. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.